0: 435, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA, Thursday afternoon. We're continually told that there are giant issues that we have got to confront. And it just never seems that the issues we need to confront are the issues that you and I actually confront. I mean, I go to fill up the car and gasoline is double what it was about 19 months ago and been in supermarkets where there have been empty shelves, inflation is raging. To me, those are issues, right? Income inequality. This is another thing that apparently is the worst thing ever anywhere, and we have to take it as gospel, and here's the problem. Uh, It's not being presented in an honest way. There is a a brand-new book out. It's called The Myth of American Inequality, and one of the authors on it is former U.S. Senator Phil Graham. And I'm so happy to say that he is joining us this afternoon. Senator, thank you for being here.
1: Oh, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it.
0: Let's, let's dive right into this, if you don't mind. I have heard from all of the important people, people far smarter than I am, sir, that uh, we're all in a world of hurt because of uh, income inequality. And now you come along and say, eh, not so fast
1: yeah well look uh income inequality poverty and income growth are all based on one number and that is the census bureau's uh household income figure and for the last 25 years that figure has becoming become more and more detached from reality and what we do in this book is we go back to 1947 and look at when it was constructed, and we show that the census is now counting as income only about a third of all the transfer payments uh, that the federal government pays as income to the people who got the benefit. Uh, They count about point nine trillion of 2.8 trillion of benefits they don't count refundable tax credits as you get in a check they don't count food stamps that you get a debit card they don't count medicaid where government pays the health care bill they don't count housing subsidies where government pays the rent and they don't adjust for taxes so what happens is they deflated the income of low income people by not counting two thirds of the transfer payments, and they've inflated the income of upper income people by not subtracting taxes. And when you adjust for both, whereas the census says the top 20% makes 16 point, or has 16.7 times as much as the bottom 20%. We show that it's actually four to one, not 16.7 to one. That the poverty rate is actually about two and a half percent and not 12 percent before the pandemic. And that income inequality is actually, when you count all transfer payments as income gain and all taxes as income loss, inequality today is about where it was in 1948. It is certainly not up 22 percent, as the census says. It is not obscene. It is not unsustainable, uh, as uh, 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 Bernie Sanders says. hmm mm-hmm.
0: All right. So let me ask you, Senator, because you've, oh, you've participated in an election or two in your time. Uh, is it just all pure politics? Is that what we're looking at here?
1: No. I, look, I think— First of all, I don't try to impute motives to people. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in 1947, when the census came up with a way of measuring income, uh, there weren't many non-cash payments. Okay. But what happened with the war on poverty was uh, that the new benefits, food stamps, Medicare, Medicaid. And the list goes over 100 state, local, and federal programs. Mm -hmm. Those were all basically what's called payment in time. And in taxes, for some reason, known but to God, the Census Bureau does not count taxes as income lost, even though you never see the money because it's taken out of your paycheck. So when they calculate their income inequality, it is grossly overstated. Now, you can say four times is too much, Mm -hmm. but that's a very different debate than saying 16.7 times is too much. Mm -hmm. And America never promised equality of outcome in the competition of life. It's promised a fair chance and open way, and we show in the book that mobility, the ability of people to rise uh, is very strong in America. Ninety-three percent of people that are raised in bottom-income families have higher income when they're adults than their parents did.
0: It's a great point that you're raising there, Senator. The uh, the book is called The Myth of American. Uh, inequality, and it, the myth of American inequality, it's all about uh, this income inequality and uh, this, this inequality, allegedly, uh, when it comes to competition. And Senator, you talk about the ability to, 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 to grow, to, to move from the lower income level to the upper income level, and it's a very personal story for me. Uh, I was just chatting with my wife not, not three hours ago. We, we live in a beautiful home, and we have this beautiful view, and we are grateful every day. Uh, and I remind her, and I remind anybody who cares to listen. I grew up in a house in the inner city of Philadelphia, where the view out of my bedroom window was of trash cans in an alleyway. So I'm looking at trees, man. I have I have moved myself up, and that's available for for all of us, right? To 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 make well, that effort.
1: Well, look, Jeff. There's nothing unique about your story. That's what's so incredible. Yes is that Americans every day succeed. Neither of my parents graduated from high school, and never in my life has anybody ever said, there's something you can't do because of who your daddy was. Right. Uh, You can go as far as your talent and the sweat of your brow will take you in America. But our programs, by inducing low-income people to drop out of the labor market, has taken them out of the mainstream of the economy and denied millions of people now access to the American dream. That's right. That's right. Uh,
0: Phil Graham is joining us, a former U.S. senator. Senator, as you look at uh, what's going on in Washington, D.C. these days, do you ever think, wow, I'd like to be back there, or are you just grateful <laughs> that you're not?
1: Well, look, I love being there. I served uh, my country for 24 years. I don't regret a day of it. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's a harder job today than when I had it. Mm. Uh, and I think the gulf between Democrats and Republicans is much greater. Uh, I, had a, I worked with a lot of Democrats. Senator Byrd and I were very good friends and political allies. Mm-hmm. I rarely had a harsh word with uh Senator Biden or with Senator Kennedy. Uh but in those days they wanted more government than I did. Right. But they didn't want to tear down the economic system of the country and start over. Mm-hmm. Uh they didn't want a country basically run by government bureaucrats. Right. Uh and uh I don't it makes it much harder To put together any bipartisan proposal. Uh, And the American people have got to decide. Do we want an America that is basically a free enterprise country where people benefit based on what they contribute? Or do we want government to play a bigger role in all of our lives? And Mm -hmm. I think Uh, That's what elections are about, and we have to decide. We can't have it both ways.
0: Uh, Senator Phil Graham uh, joining us, 24 years in the U.S. Senate, and uh, we're talking about the myth of American inequality. So, Senator, folks definitely want to read this. There's There are a lot of numbers involved, so I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, those of us who are not math people are a little no, put off. I know, but, I know. <laughs> but, but the message is so
1: important, believe and me. And listen, the numbers are simply adding and subtracting. Don't be put off by them. <laughs> if when you're when somebody is telling you that what you read in the government statistics is wrong, and you ought to believe your eyes about America and not government statistics, yep. they have an obligation to present the facts. So yes, uh, try not to be pedantic. Uh, but uh, anybody can read this if they're willing to work through it. And I think what you'll conclude is, The American dream is alive and well. Inequality uh, is a problem in part because we've got so many people that have dropped out of the labor market because benefits are so high, they're as well off not working as they were working. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we've got failing schools in the inner city, which disadvantage uh, many people in getting on the playing field of life. Mm-hmm. But America is working, yeah, and we need to make it work better and the beginning is to get the facts straight uh yeah. we know i don 't argue in the book that uh, uh, that we 're spending too much or too little. I have an opinion on that, but what I argue in the book is we 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 add money to uh uh, poverty programs we don't count the money as income to poor people, and then we add more money and we don 't count the money and then we add more money uh, and uh, we're We're having debates about issues that aren't very real, right. like income inequality it's We have less inequality today than we did in nineteen forty seven wow. and to suggest the war's coming to an end. Ah, uh, because uh, uh, Bill Gates makes more money than you do. It's <laughs> preposterous. Uh, how does that make you worse off? I'm better off. You're better off. That's right. Ah, uh, because of what he did. That's right. He only owns seven percent of his company. Pension funds basically own the rest of it, and we—that's where our pension money is.
0: That's right. That's right. I I love the idea that the 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 undergirding message of this that I took from it, Senator, was as you pointed out, the American dream is alive and well. It is about being honest with people. It's about unraveling some of these numbers that. And I think you're very gracious in your assessment. I personally believe that uh, sometimes these numbers are, are are cooked in the books for political reasons. But uh, I I think that that dream is alive and well. And as you point out, you 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 are head and shoulders. Uh, above where your parents might have been economically. You've achieved so much. You've served this country, and and by God, uh, we we appreciate it. And 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 the book is a good read, and I I urge people to get it. Listen,
1: I urge people to read it, because you need to know these things in the public policy debate. You can order it on Amazon, or you can get it from big bookstores. And I think if you'll read it, You'll come away convinced that we still live in the greatest country in the history of the world, and we should be grateful, and we ought to defend it and its institutions.
0: Absolutely. Listen, Senator, I appreciate you being here. I'd love to get you back uh, in the future. We can uh, dive into it a little bit more. And, again, thank you All for right. what you've done, sir.
1: Th- thank you, Jeff. Thank you for what thank you do. You. Thank you, sir. That Bye-bye. is Bill Graham
0: a uh, former United States senator from Texas. The book is called The Myth of American Inequality. And you know me, I'm not a numbers guy, right? I'm not a math guy. i said it a million times. I didn't want to solve for X. I couldn't solve for X. I was a blue book guy. I wanted to tell you how you felt about solving for X. But this is a book you can read. And uh, when he and uh, the other folks who are in this book as authors, uh, somebody from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, somebody who's a very, very well-known economist, it's not a political book. It's not. It's just saying, hey, look, these numbers are simply wrong. Here's why they are wrong. And uh, the underpinning of it is the American dream is still alive and well. But we're telling people day in, day out, don't bother. That's the problem. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA.